Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everyone. The woman's here with me. <laughs> Your lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> lady friend. Nothing right. like nearly 20 years of marriage, and that's all I get. <laughs> that's right. Well, Either that or it's you on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was just going to say that. I was going to say that was... It, it's better than being kicked off of my own podcast. Your own podcast. And yeah. for anyone who hasn't heard our recent podcast, you have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. So, <laughs> yeah, but we, we just, find it funny. We read angry comments. Yeah. Actually. Which I got so many message, messages off of people just we have up. We have one that we could read. We uh, have one that we could do. we do have another, another one? Yeah, remember the one that you got on Instagram like yesterday? Oh gosh, guys, my salvation is in is question. question. <laughs> we really my... need to sit down oh and look at this. Gosh. That's a good idea. You would, okay, y'all would not believe. You guys this don't show. believe the stuff we get. Um, which I know some of you said, like, I know you guys are usually on to talk about something serious, but I kind of got a kick out of like some of the funny stuff in the beginning. Um, so here you go. You guys get this again today. Hold on. I'm trying to pull it up. So I shared something about how our family doesn't celebrate Halloween because of, you know, well, many reasons. And I had a lot of great discussion with people about, you know, them feeling convicted about that, whatever. But then I get this message out of left field. Are you aware of the Bible version issue? The ESV is biased towards Calvinism and comes from the Vatican. The NLT is a joke. I encourage you to pray about this and look into the issue. The KJV is the word of God and all others are false. (sighs) You guys, if there is anything I think we hate more than having to debunk and discuss, you know, common sense with things like flat earth, it would be KJV onlyism. You know, We've done a podcast. So many on solid it. people There's fall for that. Like there is so a couple many. solid people that fall for that, and I don't get it. it I <sighs> do not understand it. So um, I I responded but. back to her and I said, "Sweetheart, we're very educated on this. I will not dive into a worthless argument over this. It just we're not going to do it." So I get you know a book written back to me. Psalm 50, verses 16 through 17. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee? And she says, That's you. You need to repent. I pray you do so before you lose rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. Assuming you're saved, that is. Rejecting the word of God is a pretty big red flag that you're a false convert who will get spewed out of the Lord's mouth like Revelation 3, 16 through 18 KJV says. Better examine yourself. So... Precious Elizabeth, I am examining myself and I would pray that you get to do the I mean, same because yeah, it sucks I, I that it's not like funny. it's that's, sad that's that people sad that are trapped under that. this illusion of this and would speak. But it's like so because I posted something that quoted scripture using the ESV, which is the same translation that you preach out of. Yeah. Um, but because oh gosh, I posted that. But because I posted that, you need to now spew all these messages at me questioning my salvation. And this isn't the first time I've had no, my salvation question because you of know, KJV. You know what's funny is, is I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of doing that 
to anybody except, I mean, even if it was, I mean, the Jehovah Witnesses, like if I, they came to my house, right? because they used the New World Translation, which, which is, is a completely heretical. heretical translation. Yeah. But to, like, literally, I could, I, I would need both of my hands to try to count how many times I've had my salvation thrown in my face because of a Bible translation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's it's kind of comical on one because it's like, oh, my gosh, people do not really live like this. But then you see it, and it is real. And then it's just sad and heartbreaking that this is literally what. But, I mean. And yeah, because we've had really good people tell us this before. Yeah. But, unfortunately, some of the most hateful groups out there are KJV or, only yeah. And yeah. you know, it's in on it. And to be honestly, even to people that are KJV only there's a legitimate understanding to, to smart teachers. Like I, I would say sure. George Zeller, for instance, from Middletown town Bible church, he is very, very harsh on a lot of other translations. Very harsh. He calls the RSV, which the ESV is derived somewhat off of. Yeah. But anyway, he calls that a very false translation. And But at the end of it, he says, look, if you get saved from the New King James, from the ESV, from the... It, NLT, That's whatever. what you get saved from. Yeah. And I'm not boiling this using. down to a salvation issue, although I think that it's a very serious issue. And I can understand that a bit. Like, that's, I, I mean, okay. I respect at least that argument, because at least you're not condemning me like this person. Yeah. You know, my salvation. I mean, she had half of that right when she's, you know, losing rewards. That's that's definitely, if I, I mean... The fact that I might lose rewards for a heretical Bible version is kind of, or a, a false Bible yeah. version is kind of funny, but um, I mean she was right about that. But then spewing out of your mouth that that would be final judgment, and that w- wouldn't be something that a believer would face. All you would, yeah. So I, I don't know where she was going with that, but it so there was your there. There's our there angry mail of the day. Comment. Everybody pray for my salvation. So, so for the person that sent in this question that I'm about to answer specifically, now is when your podcast is yeah. starting because <laughs> obviously by the title, we this is answering a question that I had gotten over the weekend, which is a great question. I get it very often. So we went ahead and just... I recorded a podcast. We're recording a podcast on it. So, Because it is one that you have taught on in your church multiple times. It's a question that we get sent in very, very often um, through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Like it really is a big question. So it's kind of cool that she asked it, you know, that you can sit down and go through it now. All right. So this question is... Why do you believe in a pre-tribulation or a mid-tribulation rapture and why? This person struggled a long time when it comes uh, for a long time when it comes to timing because when they first read through the Bible, they read a mid-tribulation view. But they go to a pre-tribulation church and identifies that there's many opinions but have a bunch of confusion and just wanted in this person's show so they wanted to see how I came to my conclusion and what I thought. So this is a 
this is the uh, we've tried i've tried to do this podcast like six times already because this is a very very uh detailed answer but trying to condense it all just to to fit your specific question why i believe in a a pre in in mid um first off let me state that there is legitimate argument for a mid, I see where people get to that conclusion. I identify that, okay? But that, that does not hold any biblical weight. I teach and believe in a pre-tribulational rapture. Okay, That's because I believe it does that the Bible teaches the pre-tribulational rapture. Okay, so... The, the the main reasons for this, in the in the reason why I don't hold any weight to the mid-tribulational view, is because the mid-tribulational view, what ends up happening with that is it gets confused with the nation of Israel during the tribulation period. So they see that as the rapture of the church in the middle before the wrath of God. It's, it's, it's a lot of times this view can be called pre-wrath. It's not, um, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, associated completely with, uh, mid-tribulationalism, but that's, that's sometimes what it can be called is the pre-wrath view, which means that the you get raptured before God's wrath, but the church does go through the beginning, the first part of the tribulation period. What this is confusing, though, is the church in the nation of Israel. And this is, this is done by confusing words in Revelation. Okay, this gets... The word saints in Revelation is misinterpreted. It is not properly divided correctly. So it comes to this conclusion that this is speaking of the church that is present. That's where that legitimate view can be read into Revelation, where I can see where people can get it. Because they say, okay, well, it says right here. Okay. No, that's not speaking of the church. And there's various reasons for this as well. Aside from just the one word in Revelation answer. Um, besides this, this is the, the time of the tribulation period. The, the ultimate goal of the tribulation period is to bring about Israel into, back into the land in belief in the Messiah and in judgment on an unrepentant world. But the, the point of this is Israel, and it's the time of Jacob's trouble, as we read in Jeremiah 37. It's, I mean, it's, it, it, that's just the specific reference of it. I mean, we see this all throughout Scripture, too, that Israel goes through this, this final, we see Daniel's 70th week, um, we won't go into that today, but going off of, of Daniel 9, we, we know that we have this one last seven-year period of time, which this is explained in, in, in full, in, in detail. We get all the picture in Revelation. But it's the time of Jacob's trouble. 
Okay, and then we read even in the New Testament, Paul is specific on this as well as, as keeping the church separate from Israel during this time. And this is in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. He says, judgment comes on them, not on us. We're not destined to wrath. Now that's where um, also that, that view I was just talking about a minute, a minute ago where pre-wrath comes in. And they'll say, see, Paul is saying that we're not destined to wrath, but that means that we will go through that. No, that's not what he means because the reason why he doesn't mean that is because all of the tribulation period is God's wrath. It's misunderstanding the seals in Revelation is what people do. They, they don't see the seals as being God's wrath. But they most certainly are, because the seals mimic the plagues in Egypt. And the plagues, in, and, and, and I mean, that's just one example. But those were absolutely God's divine wrath on, an, on, on that situation. So that's where we have to it's important to make these distinctions and most people do not and this is where you're getting confused and frustrated is there is there's no shortage of views on this period um i don't i recommend you stay away from youtube i mean i think there's there's definitely it's important to understand each view thoroughly okay and and this takes you into many areas of study and it's important to put humility into this and I want to make sure, and, and as I answered the question, but I want to state that anybody listening who's upset with what I said or how I answered it or doesn't agree with it or whatever, there's, I understand that there's, another, there's other legitimate views out there that, um, have, that aren't false teachings, that, that they're not correct, but they're not false teachings. And that me saying it's not correct was me, you know, obviously putting my uh, opinion out there but there's only one biblical truth when you know when we all when it's all said and done uh and and one of us is going to be wrong and you know we all point the finger like the spider-man meme at each other you know and that's just going to happen so it's important to understand and hold a legitimate respect for our brothers and sisters that don't hold this view but what the problem is, is if you go to YouTube and social media and things like this, is we get in this attacking stage where if you don't believe in a mid-tribulational view, you're not saved. Or if you don't believe in a pre-tribulation, you know, pre you're not going to get raptured. It's like, what, what are we doing here? This is not, I mean, these well, are no, very unfruitful arguments. Yeah. And you're not giving any legitimacy to people that actually say, listen, I don't feel like that. I just don't agree with you. And that's fine. And that's where we need to understand that and respect that. Um, for me, this is one of those things where it, it does. It goes a little bit deeper on the, the timing of the rep because it's just simply a misunderstanding at, at, at a few different things. But uh, recently, I have seen that there's a lot of people on social media that are out there that are just pushing the fed this false 
pre-tribulational lie that's a lie of Satan and that it doesn't. It's like, no, we should always be, as Christians, we should always be prepared for persecution up until death and torture and whatever it may be, up until the time of Christ's return. We should be pre prepared for that regardless. You know, we, we, should, we should be prepared to live this type of life um, regardless of whether we're in the tribulation period or not. So I certainly don't teach that we're escaping anything. We are absolutely promised persecution, but that's a far cry from tribu the tribulation, the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation period. So when we say... Well, I think part of it might just be not understanding, too, that having to go through tribulation and persecution in life is not the same as the... the Tribulation. Great tribulation. Correct. The time, the outpouring of God's wrath, right? Like totally different. Correct. And I mean, that's for us, even if, you know, even if there was a legitimate stance in that, okay, well then even through this period of time, then God would let it not be so bad for Christians during this time. Like it would be bad, but not like bad, bad. You know, so they, they would still have that type of interference if you were going to say that, if that was going to be a legitimate view. And and then when you start doing that, you see, you, you have to, you, you start doing backflips and you have to make exception and you can't do that. So that's where I, it's, it's, it's off of a simple misunderstanding and a misinterpretation of scripture that we get to a mid-tribulational view um, that uh, is... Like I said, innocently done. I saw recently I did a podcast on it. Um, I don't know what we titled it. So let's just talk. I won't, you know, I won't try to refer you back to it. But I know recently I did the podcast of a young guy on Instagram. I don't know who he was, but he had quite a few followers. Um, and he did a live and he was pitching a pre-raft, you know, mid-tribulation view. And it was done very, very well. He was very, very respectful. He was, you know, very, very well versed in, in knowing where to find the scriptures that he was referencing. And, you know, I thought it was, you know, people wanted my opinion on it. And I was like, you know, this is done very well, I, but he's wrong. And he's, you know, what's happening here is he's simply misinterpreting a term the the word saints in revelation and mistaking that for the presence of the church during the seal the opening of the seals and you know all this in, in revelation so that's why i believe in a pre-tribulational view the church is not destined for this wrath um the the other thing is is i'm i'm a dispensational teacher so this means that um, you know, the kingdom offering to being postponed for the nation of Israel and, and the offering given to the Gentiles, a nation that would be producing fruits. Um, part of that kingdom gift is being being spared and being married to the bridegroom um, from the, the, the wrath that's coming on. So that would defeat the whole purpose of, of of what Christ uh, of what Christ said and did and 
I mean, we see on, and you know, John chapter, well, we see in the, the whole upper room discourse that, that Jesus is revealing this different reality to those in him, you know, this different time period where he shifted his focus from the unbelieving nation of Israel to those in the future time, including the disciples in front of him that would be in him, uh, either at their point of death or at, you know, whatever point of history that his return is here. So all of those that have been in him during that time, uh, he is very specific. I will come and I will receive you to myself, you know, so you may come be with me. And it's likened to a, a bridegroom and the church is the bride of Christ, a grafted in bride a, into, the, into the tree, um, the, the tree still being Israel. And, and being foundational in this, but us being grafted in uh, as a whole, once all of this is said and done, um, we, will, we will all be with the Lord together. But that is why I believe in a pre-tribulational view. He was, he, he, this is part of the kingdom, you know, the, definitely the benefits of being in Christ. Uh, it's something that even uh, any anybody from any Israeli anybody uh, can come to Christ. Anybody during this period of time and be spared from this, and that's that's part of of the good news. So hopefully that answers the question on why. I think that I think that probably pretty much did. Um, I would just like I said I would advise just understanding the other views and, and, and having respect for them. Um, but, you know, digging in deeper to study of the, the importance of dispensationalism and dispensational teaching, because that's the only teaching that makes biblical sense. And I think people are really quick, you know, to, to kind of dive in again. That's that point that there's a million, you know, thoughts and theories on the Internet. So it's easy to quickly get, you know, kind of swept up into all of these different things. And so I think a lot of times it's not that you want somebody's opinion because that's certainly not it. But I think sometimes it can be very beneficial to go to a teacher who has done their homework, who can give you resource, like solid resources stuff. So instead of you just searching YouTube, right. And getting anybody who has access to a camera, which let's just be for real. Everybody does. I mean, my 10 year old can upload videos sure. to YouTube, right? Like anybody can put anything out. So a lot of times, especially when it's a topic that is confusing many, that scripture does promise there will be lots of confusion and deception Regarding, with this topic, right? right? Yeah. I think if you can go to a teacher that you can trust, right? A teacher that you know has knowledge. And, and, and guys, the, the honest truth is most pastors don't study this. They don't dig into this. This is an area that the church, you know, in a lot of ways is really purposefully, you know, kind of ignorant on. So to be able to go to a teacher and be like, hey, this is something I want to learn about. Like, where should I start? 
what do you think makes it? You know what I mean? Like, can you help me out with this? Start giving me some resources and sharing some things. That's why Brandon, you're so quick to answer questions and help and say, Hey, you know, this makes sense. This kind of doesn't here's let's look at the scripture on both sides. You know what I mean? Here's additional resources. It's not just my opinion. Let's look at this and kind of break it down. But I think, but I think having someone that you can go to, if you're just starting off trying to dig into this, because unfortunately what we see so often is people just dig into researching it on their own. Right. And they get, and they just get more confused. They either get turned away into complete nonsense and you're like, Oh my gosh, you were like a common sense person. How do you believe that? Like you've totally gone off the rails, but it's because some of these people are really convincing. And so you follow, they do. And if you don't know better, you just fall into it. And it's like, well, if you were, more solid and mature in your walk, you wouldn't be deceived by the things that they're saying because right. obviously and, they don't and make and sense. And how do we know these things? We know these things by these things are told to us in Scripture. We know, like how you just said, these this time will be very, very deceptive. It'll be marked by deception. We know that false teachers will sneak in from among us and the, that will have these very persuasive arguments with this smooth talking that will lead people astray. Um, but we we always don't want to... We always want to interpret scripture literally and understand the context that it was written in. Once we use those principles, it makes it really easy for us to 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 understand these things. I want to note too, though, to those people, if I'm not biblically wrong, I, I believe that I'm not, and I know that I'm not biblically wrong, but if indeed the, the mid-tribulational view did happen, you know, say that that was the correct view then we should be ready regardless. I mean, when those, you know, when those judgments, when those things come down, when those seals begin to break, you know, um, we should be ready and we should be living lives of Christ and and doing the things and, and enduring through that and staying strong through that. And that's what we teach. That's what I teach my church in general. Just, I mean, we need to be warriors and we need to be strong and we need to be ready for persecution now. I mean, you know, especially the way that we see the world going, now we need to go into overdrive, not paranoid. I don't think we need to stock up on, you know, uh, guns, ammo, and, you know, hide underground or anything. But, you know, yeah, sure. If you, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that we as Christians shouldn't be ready and say, okay, maybe maybe we could be wrong. And let's be ready for the, the mid-tribulational rapture. So... Hopefully that answers the question because seeing both points of view, that'll always be there for you, unfortunately. But only one of them is correct, just as I taught this Sunday, actually, in church. Um, three different you know, group, religious groups and political groups came to Jesus testing him in the book, you know, in, in Matthew, um, testing and questioning his authority. Well, all three of these different groups had different interpretation of the scriptures. So they all didn't see view. They, they didn't see things the same. Jews today don't see things the same. You know, even, you know, there's such thing as Reformed Judaism, which Reformed Judaism looks a lot like our Reformed theology over here on our side. Because a lot of the Reformed Judaism is non-literal interpretation. It's the spiritual stuff. So, this is something that has always existed, still existed, will always exist, and it's something that you just have to be very educated in, like Heidi said, have a good guide in that. 
Yeah, um, go to someone that you can trust to be like, hey, do you mind if we work through this sure. together? Just sure. help me because I know there's so much deception and so much nonsense out there that like I don't want to waste my time digging through crazy, you know, to get to some solid stuff. And I have been in the past. I have been uh, accused of being annoyed at other views. <laughs> You know, like that, and, and those charges are correct, but answering this question biblically and answering this question levelly, level-headed because there is no level-headedness anymore in this world anywhere. It's in extreme no matter where you look. So answering it level-headed, um, you know, we, we just have to take a look at all of them legitimately biblically understand what the other person is saying and then realize that there's only one truth and go to the Lord in prayer on it and he will reveal all truth to us. Absolutely. So that is the answer. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys.